Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Sean J. Willemax on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN News are presented by Progressive Insurance. All phone guests will join on the Goodyear hotline. Don't forget that NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman will join us in a half hour. Plus, you can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line and Twitter feed at KeyJandMax, 888-729-3776, 888-SAY-ESPN. Tell us who you think the NFL MVP is right now. We'll get to that in a bit, but before we do... We're continuing to discuss the impact of John Gruden's resignation as a result of a report from the New York Times that um, revealed a series of emails from John Gruden over the course of seven years from 2011 to 2018 where there were racist, homophobic, and sexist insults in those emails over the course of Seven years. Uh, John Gruden has resigned. Key, what does this mean? We've talked a lot about the kind of societal implications. What does this mean for Derek Carr's future as a football player with Las Vegas? You know, to be honest with you, I don't know that it means anything because he was playing well before John Gruden and continued to play well up until, what, last week or so? I mean, he's, he's, he played well in the Jack Del Rio. He was a potential MVP, uh, uh, MVP candidate prior to his injury when they went on to lose to the Houston Texans in the playoffs. So I don't know what it really means. He's under contract. I don't know that it will affect him at all. The new coach comes in. There's not a lot of Derek Carr's just walking around. Like, you just can't pick a dare car up off the bus stop. He is a phenomenal quarterback. Uh, He did have a bad game uh, that we saw most recently. And so in the end, I think he's fine. I think he wants to be a Raider. He wants to stay in Las Vegas. He wants to be a part of the team. And I think Rich Basachi, who is the interim head coach, who I'm pulling for to do such a tremendous job so he can really get a shot at being the full-time head coach because I think he will – be well-deserved of it, I think he'll do a good job. I think they'll do a good job with him. I think it all depends on who they decide to be the next full-time head coach. Yeah. You you know about this, Key. You know how this works. You know, if somebody's in a position of management that likes a certain person, right, is subjective towards that person. Obviously, the numbers speak for themselves, but there's a a likeness there. Like, oh, this guy, I rock with this guy. Something happens to that manager, they get fired or some, something happens. The new manager comes in and says, I don't know if I like this guy as much. I want to play this style. I want us to be built this way. So I think that all depends upon who they have come in and what kind of power he yields to determine whether Derek Carr is their guy or not. Yeah, th- I think really what it comes down to, Key, you're very high on Derek Carr. And clearly, he's having a good season, and he's had good seasons in the past. Yeah, Max, and never yeah. speak for themselves, you, though. Never I, speaks for themselves. You described him as a phenomenal quarterback. Yes. Um, I would say he's a good quarterback, but you but know you, more than you, me if you're evaluating you quarterbacks. You said Justin Herbert has better talent than John Hill. Arm talent, too, so. because I don't think arm talent is just strength. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to let that yeah, go. Justin Herbert <laughs> has as much arm talent almost as anyone I've don't ever seen. Don't lose your point. Anyway, the point, is, the point, yes. the point is, um, 
the Raiders' job is a head coaching job. Those jobs aren't. There are 32 of them in the league. Not that yes. many vacancies. That's always going to be desirable. Vegas is a desirable location. I get it. But how good the quarterback is perceived by potential head coaches make it that much more attractive. So, Key, you're saying that Derek Carr being there, if he is a phenomenal quarterback, should make this an incredibly attractive job. <laughs> a warm weather state, you know, sexy destination, uh, uh, you know, a, an enormous fan interest, na- national name brand team, and uh, according to you, a phenomenal quarterback? Well, I mean, they, they should have their choice of anyone in the world, right? Well, I mean, they, they, look, there's only 32 jobs, as you alluded to. There's only 32 of them. And out of the 32, there's 20, what would you say, 24 of them will still have coaches at the end of this season? Right, maybe more. Yep. Maybe, maybe more. Mm-hmm. So that job will be available. And if you're picking up the phone and I'm trying to lure a coach there, most likely that coach is going to take that job. He's not going to tell you no. They took uh, – Dan Campbell took the Lions job. You know how hard that is to turn around? I mean, like, come on, seriously? When you got a guy in Derek Carr that's sitting there, mm-hmm. coaches don't take over jobs and get rid of quarterbacks. They just don't. They don't – I mean, most coaches that – Take over jobs are taking over really, really bad football teams. That's why the coach got fired. This is a unique situation. This is not a really, really bad football team. The coach was was resigned or whatever you want to call it because of the circumstances in which he went through between 2011 and 2018. So it was a, it was a the only thing to do. So when you look at it on the surface, when coaches take over like a Urban Meyer. He had to draft Trevor Lawrence. He didn't inherit Trevor Lawrence. So when you talk about Sean McVay taking over the Rams, he inherited Jared Goff. He didn't say, let's move on from Jared Goff. It just doesn't happen that way. And I think when you look at the Raiders' job and you look at Derek Carr, you're getting a very talented quarterback that could take you a long ways if you build the rest of the infrastructure. The problem that you're going to have, though, is the infrastructure was built by John Gruden. Do I yeah. want Mike Mayock as my general manager? If I'm if I'm coming to the Raiders, no, I do not. I want my own general manager. I don't want him picking my players or aligning myself with him picking players. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna bring in my own people. I'm gonna do all those things. And if and if Rich Basachi gets the job, maybe he decides he wants a different general manager. That is something down the line that we'll see. But I think Derek Carr is in good hands with the Raiders. In their future, well, is the the only coaching candidate? Unless we're talking, you know, we're not talking about coaches that are head coaches that are solidified in their positions. Would be Eric Bieniemy that I think mm-hmm. could maybe warrant telling Mark Davis, "Hey, I want my own guy." That's where I'm going. That's Bien-Aimé, the only person. Bieniemy has been patient in terms of not reaching for a job that maybe is not the right job. He's the offensive coordinator who calls plays on a team with the most successful offense in recent years and all that. Key, I'm wondering this. Is this an, uh, well, let me ask you this first. Quick answer. How good a coach is John Gruden if, you know, is he an A, meaning an elite coach, a B, meaning a good coach, a C, meaning league average, D, meaning below average, et cetera? What grade would you give John Gruden as a coach? I would probably give him... A B minus, 
Okay. It's not terrible. That's better yeah, than I mean, average. He's, yeah. he's a, he's a, yeah. If you said name your top eight coaches in the National Football League, I don't know that he makes the okay, cut. Okay, so yeah. here's the thing. There's an opportunity here for the Raiders, who have a nice little team. It's not that they're on the best team, but it's also not the worst. Great location. We've all just gone over that to improve in maybe the most important job in the franchise. And there's, here's, and there's here's, an earning opportunity why, for a guy like Eric Bieniemy because you just saw the market dictate the price for John Gruden. I'm not saying Eric Bieniemy is going to warrant that type of money, but you know, hey, look, 10 years, $100 million. Mark Davis is oh. willing to pay. What is he going to be willing to give up for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not even about the money, Jay, right? It's about opportunity. It's, a, it's about being smart if you're Mark Davis and understanding. What What are you – you're the smart guy over there, uh, Columbia, what's that? Yes, what is that? Yes. That little phrase that people use when you you um, take somebody from somewhere else within your own division. What is that? Uh, reallocate? No, not reallocate. I'm looking for. Well, I, you don't I, mean robbing Peter to pay Paul. That's something. No, else. not robbing Peter to pay Paul. Reorg, like a reorg, like a structure reorg. No, I'll think of it. Forget ah. it. Whatever. I'll think of it. But yeah, I didn't go to Harvard. It, I went to Columbia. So go ahead. It, yeah, it yes. would be. It, it would. <laughs> It would be smart for Mark Davis to reach into Kansas City within their own division and take something away from Kansas City. So you're Mm -hmm. taking Kansas City's offensive coordinator away and making him your head coach. You are now diluting Kansas City and bringing that power and that brain trust to your organization, which is within your division that you see twice a year. Great point. I'll tell you something else. And not only that, not only that, your father was at the forefront of hiring the first African-American head coach in the National Football League in Art Shell. So you don't have a problem in doing Not only once, he did it twice. So we already know you don't have a problem doing that. That's already in your DNA. You also had an African-American general manager in Reggie McKenzie. So we know that's not a problem. So I think the Raiders could be a, a potential landing spot if Rich Basachi does not work out for them for a guy like Eric B. And think about this. What started, what was the first shot where you're like, oh, John Gruden, is what he said about Damaris Smith, right? The, what he said about him, mm-hmm. I'll, I won't even repeat it, but about it, he characterized his lips a certain way, right? The fact that that gets the ball rolling here, and then if the Raiders were to hire not just an African-American head coach – but a guy who has not yet gotten a job as a head coach in spite of the fact that the way it works now is the most successful OC is the guy next in line. And he has not been next in line. Like, it lines up perfectly for the Raiders and Biennemi in particular. I'm scratching my head because I'm trying to think of what's the damn word that I'm looking for. I, yeah, I, I, I had no idea where you were going. You're, All right, Duke, is it a phrase me. or a I word? I was trying to. I threw out it's, like three names. It's a phrase. It's a, a phrase. phrase. Right. It's a phrase. We have, we'll have to, fi- we'll have to figure it out. We have to get the callers phrase. in on this. You want to get yeah, a caller in I can't think of it. it. Sure. Yeah. By the a, way, um, we have... Subtract to attract? No, what the heck is it? I don't know what you're talking Gosh. Addition by subtraction? But that's not... I don't think that's what it means here. Addition by subtraction is you got a bad guy in your organization... Addition by subtraction is you got a bad guy in your organization, you get rid of him. Now no, you get better. That's mean, addition by subtraction. It, but does it mean does it mean that, or could it be the other way around? That you are adding by getting rid of by taking somebody else. Would else's, that be subtraction by addition? addition? 
I think that's it. I think you just invented invented a new new phrase. Subtraction by addition. By the way, I want to point out for the record. Clone it so we could sell it. (laughs) That's it. Did you say clone it? Yeah. Yeah. You you mean, uh, wait, not clone it. No, not clone it. You mean patent (laughs) it. Patent it. You patent it. Okay, wait, so wait. Subtract to attract. I just want (laughs) to. What the hell is going on now? Y'all talking me in circles. Subtraction by addition. Subtraction by addition. I cloned it. I think that's what it is, though, Max. This one's on talent. So, so wait. Let's get to something Key has absolute expertise in. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All phone guests join via the Goodyear hotline. It is time for Key's. Real Ooh. ranking. <laughs> what you got, Key? Well, it's it's pretty funny how uh, the real rankings start, right? Last week, the Green Bay Packers were sitting there at number one. This week, they dropped all the way down to number seven. Number but seven. This thing moves around pretty fluently <laughs> every single week. But that doesn't mean that they won't be number one at the end of the year in winning the Super Bowl. It just means what I saw this past weekend in which they played not a great football game made me scratch my head against the Cincinnati Bengals, but they are sitting at number seven. And when you say to yourselves, huh, Green Bay is a much better football team than they displayed against a growing team in the Cincinnati Bengals, I still think Green Bay is one of the top teams in the NFC. But this past hey, week against Cincinnati, Key, Key, hey, Key. I'm calling out. We had, we had, we had a we had a we had a coaching <coughs> malfunction. We have a full team our breakdown manager, every level. Our Remember general manager that, uh, overspent. That's not where you had the Packers. I just want to realign you. That's right, man. That's I was right. I, I, <laughs> Remember I, that time I threw you under the bus a minute ago? Uh, <laughs> this one's on production. No. Sorry, I put I gave you the wrong list. Now, Key, I want to use uh, addition by subtraction correctly right now. Let's use addition by subtraction correctly. Pat, like, you're he out. Dropped him to Pat, number seven. Pat, you're out. Get Evan back in here, Pat. You're out. And number James seven. is in. Number oh, seven. James Let's start this in. all over with. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are sitting at number seven <laughs> because I took a look at them. And although terrific Tom shredded the Miami Dolphins, no question about it. It's the Miami damn Dolphins with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. They don't have anything on the offensive side. Their defense is not living up to snuff. Here's another one of those Belichick disciples. Yeah. But we'll leave that alone. The Bucks sit at seven. Doesn't mean that they won't go on to win the Super Bowl. Number six. Number six. We saw this last night. Ooh-wee. Give me, give me some more. Give me some more Lamar Jackson. Everybody complained about his ability to stretch the field, throwing the deep ball. Hollywood Brown dropping six-packs left and right. But all he did last night was shred the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, the Colts had a chance to win, but guess what? They did not win because Action Jackson, the next $500 million quarterback, certainly showed why you don't pass up on an athlete just because he doesn't look traditional at the position. Number five. Number five, another guy. In Mighty Mouse, becoming one of my favorite players in the National Football League. No, I do not like the offense. It is growing on me, though, as they run the ball more. He certainly continues to slice and dice people up. He is one of the front runners in the National Football League for MVP. If he continues on this trajectory, he certainly will have votes unlike Russell Wilson. Number four. I was at this game, the Chargers, sitting at number four. Ooh-wee. 
I don't know how you pass on Justin Herbert, but the Cleveland Browns gave it every fight they could. But the kid out of Oregon and the big trees on the perimeter, Allen and Williams and Cook in the middle and Austin Eckler in the backfield and that quarterback of a stud who one guy on this show says is better than John Elway. But we'll leave that alone. <laughs> Not exactly. And Not exactly. Number four with the Chargers. Number three. Now we get to number three. Number, number three. three is the Green Bay Packers. My producer had him at seven, which was a glitch in his formula. Not in mine. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. They was number one. I slid him down to number three because of the Cincinnati Bingo. Kind of, you know, they had a dogfight with Bingo and Burrow in the group. And, and, and I think that in the end, they'll be there in the NFC. They'll be one of those teams in the end fighting to win the Super Bowl. Number two. America's team. Number two, the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. The best team in the NFC. They've displayed it every single week going all the way back to opening night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ezekiel Elliott continues to get good. Amari Cooper continues to show why he's Amari Cooper. Dak Prescott continues to show why the big money is the big money for him. The offensive line is tacked. The defense is getting better. Trayvon Diggs is becoming one of those players that people say, eh, you might not want to throw over there. Number one. And number one, no one circles the wagons quite like the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. The Bills are sitting at one. They went in the arrowhead and they took care of business. I wanted to see if they were for real. Now, remember, this is only for this week. It's not for next week. Let's see if they can do it two times in a row. But Josh Allen is certainly lighting up the chart statistically. Knox has come alive at the receiver position. We know about Diggs. We know about Samuel. They're running the ball well with Singletary. Let's just see if they can keep it going. That is my top Seven this week. That's right. Every week it could be a different number. He is not doing some arbitrary ten because it's a round number. He's giving you the teams, however, whatever number that is, that are different from the rest that Key, deserve mention. Got to tell you, yes. you, you different man. You, you different. You sold me on the Packers at number seven. If I had kept letting you go, and then your transition, then them being number three, it's a good just thing. Just as good, just it's as a good, good as selling number three is number seven. It's a good thing it's Pat impressive. didn't put like the Jets in there at seven. Key would have had to figure out a way why the Jets are seven. I should have just put the Eagles at one. He would have read it. It would have been awesome. All right. Well, I was, I was reading what they had on the screen, and so I should have trust my own judgment, but I didn't have time to wait and see. I'm reading, so I had to just go. Kids, remember, when you enter, if if you're looking for a profession in broadcasting, never trust your producer. Key's Real Rankings are brought to you by Dell. (laughs) For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today Uh at 877-ASK-DELL. Jay, you like Key's list? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm okay with Key's list. Bills might not be there next week, though. I I just, uh, once again, Max... I, I, I don't always understand the algorithm of how it is applicable to Key's brain. Mm-hmm. That's what makes Key different. So mm-hmm. I try to rationalize different things. Okay. My only thing is I just – Cardinals are undefeated. Granted, yeah. I, they, they beat the can Rams. They beat, can the Cardinals beat the Bills? Maybe, yeah. Can, can they beat, beat the Cowboys? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, they, I think they can beat the Cowboys. Cowboys. Sure. And you said maybe. You know the Jets can beat the Cowboys too. Well, I, no, no, I make can't. The, I no, make the Cardinals, depending on where that game is. But I think the Cardinals are a little bit better than the Cowboys. I think, I think, the, like Car- I think, I think yeah, the Cardinals I, I can beat think, the Packers and the Cowboys. I don't think the Cardinals are better than the Cowboys. You high, man. But you know what I think it is? Let me tell you where the algorithm is to me, Jay. 
I think it's like preseason rankings in college football. If you have a team, if you don't think much of them coming into the season, they have more to prove to you. I think Key didn't think a lot of the Cardinals coming into the season. So as they prove it to him, he's moving them up the list. Is that a fair they were higher. They no, they were higher it. last week. Well, then I don't Oh, yeah, because they had a bad game in San Francisco. They won. This, yeah. this happens week to week, like I yeah. said. But in other you words, had a dog for, you were in a dogfight against Trey Lance, a rookie that just got the first start. But, but Key... The, the Cardinals You're went to, to L.A. Them out. when the Rams were considered number one. And then Cardinals they got blew moved, them up. And then, look, they got moved up. To what? And now no. they moved down. Yeah, but week to, to week. Right, right. But you didn't move them to one because you didn't start them very high. That's my point, right? No, no, no. That's no? not your look, point. Oh, no, see, better yet, that's is, not my answer. Okay. So, so I'm why? so confused. Where were, what was the highest he's this, at Arizona rated? I'm okay because he has the I think the, the highest Bills I had him rated one. probably was three. All right. Okay. I'm not going to quibble over Maybe I had him higher. I don't know. Uh, If you have him three, I'm not going to quibble top. He is the Bills number one. I do not care about the rest of the list. Week to week, man. Bills might not even be in there next week. Let's see how they win or lose. What does Baltimore have to do? What do they have to prove, Key, to move up your list? The Ravens. Uh, I would have to think that they can beat Dallas and Bills. and I mean, you kind of – everybody's kind of right there sandwiched in. Mm -hmm. Last night – was great, but can they do that again? So, Key, next weekend, yeah. they play the Chargers at home. Yeah, That now will be they, their game to move up. Now, if they go, who, who is that? The Ravens. The Ravens, yep. yeah. Yeah, and if they go home. out there and they bomb on the Chargers, then they might move up to three, depending on what the Packers do, depending on what the Cowboys do. That's all. The Cowboys beat the you-know-what out of the New York Giants, so they jumped the number two. They would be number one if the Bills didn't take care of business the way they did against Kansas City. Yeah, the Giants were uh, racked with injuries. And it, it doesn't mean anything. They put the their injuries. foot on the Giants' throat. Period. Keyshawn End J. of discussion. Will. I have to read this now. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All phone guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. I'm going to try and find a new producer in the break. He's canceling a pad, apparently. In the meantime, we're going to get you ready for the NHL's triumphant return to ESPN NHL Commissioner. Gary Bettman will join us in studio coming right up. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. That was a great show. Welcome, Welcome back, back, Cotter. Cotter. Yeah. The remix. <laughs> you, you, you guys are too young to have seen it originally. Oh, no, it was in syndication when I'm... Well, I'm talking about when it was first run. We are joined by NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman. Gary, how old do you think I am? I'm just curious if you think I'm too young. You're probably in your early 50s. Um, my late 40s, but thanks a lot. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not doing as well as I thought. Well, you, a lot of mileage on the odometer. Yeah, that's that's true. You're not lying. <laughs> By the way, Gary's been fitting in with our crew right from the beginning. That's right. Way, I, I love right. it. If I'm in my early 50s, you've passed away already, Gary. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, that, that's Gary. real, really nice. Talk. All right, how old do you think I am? Commissioner, do it, can, we Commissioner. can we get this conversation off? How old do you think I am? I would say 49. Gosh. You got me by a year. Well, you're off by 20. All right, there you go. Thanks for joining this, Commissioner, first and foremost. Well, good to be with you. you. And Appreciate he, and it. The commissioner of the NHL, Gary Bettman, is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Commissioner, we are thrilled that you are here today. Uh, the NHL kicks off on ESPN tonight. What can viewers expect to see different as the NHL returns to the network? Well, first of all, it's great to be with you uh, and to be in an ESPN studio for the first time in 17 years mm. uh, is terrific. Listen. ESPN, the worldwide sports leader in terms of promotion, in terms of production. As it relates to hockey, we've had a number of meetings. Uh, our operations people and the production people in Bristol to talk about what we can do that's going to be innovative, whether it's more cameras closer to the ice, maybe on the ice in certain circumstances, using overhead cameras, uh, relying more on data. We have puck and player tracking which we're going to be using this year. So there are going to be a lot of broadcast enhancements and a lot of shoulder programming. And so if you're a, a hockey fan, ESPN is going to give you a ton. And if you're a casual sports fan, you may give us another look because of the way ESPN is covering us. You know, Gary, playing for Duke, we won multiple championships, and you saw how much, you know, the NCAA marketed around now. You see Tom Brady, New England championships, right? You see another dynasty on the verge in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. How great is that for your sport due to more notoriety it brings to the sport? Well, you know, it's interesting because one of the things we really pride ourselves on is our incredible competitive balance. Uh, when you look at our regular season, every game matters. We have teams that make or don't make the playoffs by a point or two. Uh, most of our races go down to the last couple of weeks. With a couple of exceptions, everybody's in it till virtually the end. And our playoffs, we don't think there's anything like it. Our first round is unbelievable. And anything can happen. And so we think the more people that get exposed to our sport, the more you can get connected to our sport, the better uh, the growth will be of, of our fan base. And when 
when you look at the fact that we have probably the most avid fans in all sports, not the largest fan base, but larger than some people have suggested, uh, we, we, uh, we think that the opportunity, particularly with our new U.S. media partnerships, to continue this great growth is going to be terrific. Or these idiots who would suggest <laughs> such a thing. Outrageous. Yeah. I, I, Co- really? Co- Commissioner. Yes. It is interesting that Who, hockey, who was that? I, it's unbelievable. <laughs> hockey is, well, I was referring at the time to the total economy of the sports, of, of NF, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and NHL. But it's interesting because hockey as a sport is so fast-paced that, that the trick has been like, as opposed to football, where there's not a lot of action, in fact, but it's a build-up, build-up, build-up. There's the event and then a breakdown, breakdown. Yeah. In a way, it lends itself to TV. And you mentioned the innovations now in covering the sport and how important that is to bring it to a TV audience. The, the, that's, a, that's a fair observation, but what I will say is there's nothing better in person because we have more action in the time frame in which we play than any of the other sports. Uh, it's emotional, it's edgy, it's fast, it's exciting. Momentum swings become very apparent. What, what we have, though, is an opportunity to bring more of what you get in arena at home. And you're going to see more and more technical innovations. The fact that our deal with the Walt Disney Company, with ESPN and ABC and ESPN Plus and Hulu, looks to the future in terms of the delivery of our game to more, in more platforms, which means, over time, second screen experiences, looking at different ways to watch the game, to give fans, particularly younger fans, millennials and Gen Zs, what they want and how they want to consume in the games. Commissioner Gary, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta ask you this because if I didn't, I wouldn't be doing my job. Uh oh. Uh, what is the, <laughs> what is the latest you can tell us? a little bit about the Vander Kane situation in the fake vaccination card um, for COVID-19. If you could share any of any insight. We, we have an ongoing investigation, which, which is in the home stretch. Uh, and once the investigations uh, concluded, we'll, we'll make the findings known. And to the extent any response is required or is appropriate, uh, we'll do what, what the situation and the facts dictate. Uh, we take uh, any allegations against any player uh, on, on issues of importance. We take them very seriously, and we'll do our homework uh, in a fair and, and objective way to make sure we get to the facts to the best they're ascertainable, and we'll take it from there. What are the latest numbers from the league and the percentage of players who are uh, actually vaccinated and uh, what are your reaction to those numbers? Uh, it's actually incredible because for us, you know, we finished the 1920 season in the bubbles, particularly uh, the Stanley Cup final was played in Edmonton. We, we had to adjust last season to deal with the fact, among other things, that we couldn't get teams in and out of Canada. Uh, and so we've been very focused on how we need to respond uh, to COVID with respect to the health and well-being of our players, our, our other personnel in the communities in which we play. So now to answer your question, it's incredible. We have four players on the opening night roster who are not vaccinated. Not 4%, four players wow. out, of, out of roughly wow. eight. Years. All of our officials are vaccinated, and all personnel who come in contact 
with our players have been vaccinated. Commissioner Gary Bettman, NHL Commissioner, of course, on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, and we thank you for coming on with us today, Commissioner. What you know, it also the the NBA got a lot of credit for the way they handled the the handling of the COVID and the bubble and everything. And it seems like the NHL did not get as much, although it was handled in a very similar kind of way. Well, I, actually, I think we were the first to go into the bubble and return to play. I think that just may be your myopic view of hockey that gives you that. We got a lot of credit for what we did, and we were actually credited with being leaders in that regard. But listen, with all due respect, and it's one of the things, you know, why it's great to be covered again by ESPN, you tend to lose sight when we're not in ESPN property of all the good things that we happen to do. But we're really proud of what we did. By the way, In the 18 months of COVID, in addition to completing one season, playing another season, doing close to 400,000 tests, um, we managed to extend our collective bargaining agreement uh, for four years. We managed to complete the seasons, as I said, and have effective protocols. And we entered into two major U.S. media arrangements, partnerships moving forward. And I think we either renewed or signed 17 new business partnerships. So wow. we, we've had a very strong run. We've actually come out of the last 18 months about as strong as we could have. I just want to reiterate, you said only four players. Players, not percent. Four, four players. Not four percent. Four, <laughs> right. And obviously you guys you know, came out with a new CBA. How has that been working with the union? Like how is that, that, cause obviously that's a very touchy subject for a lot of leagues and their unions and how they deal with this. Actually. And, and I'm glad you give me an opportunity to reiterate this. Uh, we couldn't have done any of this without great collaboration with the players and the players association. They have been fantastic. The players association under Don fears leadership has been collaborative, responsive and responsible. Uh, and you know, we made vaccinations voluntary but through education and talking and understanding the importance, uh, not just for our game, but for, for the families of our players and other personnel in the communities, uh, our players really stepped up in a big way, and we're grateful. But so did our officials and our other personnel. Yeah, the, I, the reason I brought up the bubble was because that took quick, decisive action early on. When I mean, now yeah. it sounds like, well, of course, but back no. then it was not like, it was like, well, how are we going to function? Well, you know, the, the, the hardest part to me about the bubble, we announced what we were going to do. We announced that we were going to do two bubbles. And at the time, your colleagues kept saying, well, where are you going? Where are you going? And we said, we're not opening for another month, another two weeks. We'll decide based on where COVID tells us the best places to go. And we wound up in Toronto and Edmonton because at the time, those were probably the safest big cities in North America. Uh, but there were logistical hurdles. And, and the league's event people deserve enormous amount of credit because once you got in the bubble, you felt safe. I was in the bubble in Edmonton for three weeks. But once you got there, you felt safe. But, but people from the league office uh, who had to go to Edmonton and Toronto weren't going into a bubble. They were going into the general population to set up the bubbles, mm. and they did a remarkable job, and they operate under Steve Mayer, who runs events and content for us. And, you know, we have great events, whether it's the outdoor games or the all-star game, you name it. But what they did with the bubbles was incredible, and our medical people gave us, and all the, all the leagues, all our medical people were talking on a regular basis, so there were no secrets here. 
I think when we were in the bubble, we did over the eight-week period something like 33,000 tests. We didn't have one positive. Wow. Last season, uh, we did have some positives, uh, and we reacted to them. We had to reschedule. Um, we, had, we had 50 games that we couldn't play because of COVID that we rescheduled. We had another five games weather-related, either snow or what was going on in, in Texas. Uh, and as a result of the, having to reschedule those 55 games, we actually had to reschedule about 150 games, which was kind of amazing in terms of what we were dealing with. And last season, I think it was a 56-game season, I think we did something like 330,000 tests just to keep people safe. And when we had a COVID issue, uh, people got isolated. Yeah, I mean, it sounds it sounds like people. It's hard to remember what we were all feeling then. It was so recent, but before the vaccines, before anything, it was almost impossible to pull off what you pulled yeah. off. And now everyone's vaccinated, and only having four players not vaccinated is amazing, but, even in this. But we we have climate. to be careful. We're still seeing breakthrough um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, COVID cases, sure. uh, and we're going to still see players who are going to in all sports who are going to have to be held out either because. They've tested positive. Maybe it's a false positive. Maybe contact tracing. So we can't take anything for granted. But to me, uh, as excited as I am to be back on ESPN tonight, to be opening the season in October with a sense of we're going to have a regular season, we're going to get back to normalcy, that's great for the game. But it's also great for fans to look out and get a sense of, as a society, we're getting back to normal. Mm -hmm. Mm. NHL season starts tonight on ESPN. Penguins at Lightning, 7.30 p.m. Kraken at Golden Knights, 10 p.m. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, thank you so much. Thanks, Gary. Up next, why one co-host on this show's NHL tryout probably won't land him on a roster. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought Where's to you by sun? Barbasol. You know what, Key? It's been nice weather in New York. Leave us alone. Feeling great starts with a great shave, and great shaves start with Barbasol Shaving Cream. That's Barbasol Shaving Cream, an American classic for over 100 years. You're looking good, America. You're shaving with Barbasol. This is how Key's driving down the PCH. Just it is chilling. People in L.A., really, because I, I, I lived there for six years. We can't wait in L.A. When you live in L.A., you cannot wait for it to be you cold live in here. New York. You were a visitor. No, no. I was the mayor <laughs> of we L.A., are, duly are, elected. We allowed, we allowed you no. to du- rent space. Duly elected, How mayor of L.A. Key, I heard you tried out for the NHL since it's uh, back on ESPN. Is this true? Yes, I did. They had me try out in the middle of the night the other night. I didn't tell anybody, though. Can, is there any video, perhaps, that, that shows anything? Was he actually playing hockey, or was he, oh, okay. Yeah. I think he's ready he for the Olympics. He move. Hey, he moving. Come on, Jay. You know, he going you're an athlete. Hey. Come on, man, Jay. See, watch me play with him, Jay. Oh, I'm going to fall. Ha, 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 ha. Come on, man. Just, come on. I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. See, my daughter, she's skating, too, right along. She's much uh, more fluid than I am, but that's okay. So you got to start to experience this young, Key. Look at you. got the scarf around the neck like it's on, actually man. cold in, in, in L.A. Nice right little there. bubble jacket. What's that right there at, uh, right there at uh, L.A. Live, right? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. at L.A. Live a couple Christmases ago. I just figured, all right, why not? You know, I, maybe I'll go out and throw the first puck out or something one day or whatever. <laughs> or is it drop the puck? Which one is it? Throw the puck out? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> That's a puck toss. Yeah, yeah toss. Man. Drop you know the talking, puck. You know what he was talking about. He just said throw the puck. That is great. Yeah. Out there, L.A. Live, you, the, you take the kids out there. They got the ice set up. Oh, those were the days. Yeah, going to the You can't ice skate, tonight. can you, Jay? Huh? You can't ice skate? I can ice skate. Can you? Yeah. Well, yeah, you probably could. I can Max ice skate. can't, though. Hell no. No, Jay's a, no, Jay's athletic. I mean, I've been ice skating, but it's not pretty. It, it's I mean, it's like something like, like what I just said. You could be an ice skater, though, Max. You look like you could do all the tricks and everything. So you, you can see that look. Yeah, you can see Let's Max like an Aspen. You know what I mean? Aspen with a little bubble jacket on, the scarf, the ascot. A little Montclair. A little Montclair. <laughs> Montclair ski look, you jacket. know Montclair. <laughs> find out. Wait and find out. I, <laughs> I'm really an ice skater in my spare time. The all goalie right. and he hits it in the puck. Uh-huh. <laughs> hits it in the puck. The goalie, and he hits it in the puck. Hits it addition by subtraction? Oh, no, no. It's subtraction Subtract by addition. Subtract by track. Keyshawn right, invented now, now a new term. you screwed it up. Which Subtra- one is it? Well, the real term is addition by subtraction. Addis- addition by Meaning subtraction. Meaning you take a problem away and it gets better. Well, or you the have other invented. way around, too, right? Well, no, addition. but you've invented that now. Subtraction by it. addition. I'm, I'm, I'm getting just, your di- I'm subtracting from you work? to add to my addition. That's all. Key, just make think, me better. Key, think of it this way. The 2,000 Jets, addition by subtraction. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, goalie. Damn. Think, think about it this way. Puck. Super Bowl ring edge to this show Think today. about it that way. Tell them, Key. Wow, and a bag. <laughs> and a bag. And y'all still ain't been. Y'all still ain't replaced. People mocking Y'all got Denzel Mims running out there tomorrow. It looks like we're Greeny next with Damian Tomlinson and Aqib Tlaib. Join us tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.